Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for December the 11th in the year of our Lord, 2020. This is our one of two, and our goal always to promote God, family, and country, and to protect life, liberty, and property on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide, and we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips, that is the checks and balances. We need to be engaged and involved, ladies and gentlemen. As you know, we also reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. And by the way, it's a freedom-loving, fantastic, faith-filled Friday. We're taking America back, one heart, one mind, one issue at a time. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. A quick recap of yesterday's show. Still available online at lovingliberty.net. If you want to donate, do so liberally. Spread the word to your neighbor, would you please? We had our guest on, Mr. Brian Rust with RustQuinnandGift.com. And we talked about the Honest Money Report, ladies and gentlemen. Gold at $1,846. Silver, $24.25. That was an update for you. Um, we talked about Rudy Giuliani. A judge... In Andrum County, Michigan, has authorized a forensic audit of 22 Dominion Voting Systems machines. They also did that in Georgia. We haven't heard a word back of what they've found. Nevertheless, states continue to certify their results. The battle is on in epic fashion. We also talked about Donald Trump in 17 states plus Texas. So that's Trump in 18 states. Um, I guess they're uh, backing the Supreme Court effort. A bunch of congressmen uh, also, 100-plus people from Congress backing the lawsuit as well. This is epic. We'll see what happens. Our prayers are with truth. We also talked about the secret pressures on the Supreme Court. Um, you know, the question is, John Roberts, hey, does the deep state wear black robes? USAsurvival.org, that's Cliff Kincaid and crew. Dr. Jerome Corsi talks to Cliff Kincaid all about this in detail, about why the Texas lawsuit against four battleground states will end up winning President Trump another term, believes Jerome Corsi. He said the court could even rule in favor of, what, seven to two in favor of President Trump? Time will tell. Now, Utah joined the 18-state lawsuit and hopefully growing. Cox and Reyes, the attorney general, uh, is out of line, they say. So we're talking about the governor of Utah and the, uh, what do they call it, governor-elect of Utah? Herbert, that's Governor Gary Herbert, and Spencer Cox, both, say Sean Reyes, the attorney general, is out of line on this one. Time will tell. I, I think that um, Sean Reyes is right on this one, personally. CNN analyst? Um. John Avalon compares Trump election challenge supporters to Confederates. Wow. YouTube just announced that it's going to remove all information related to anybody who challenges the election results, who disputes Joe Biden's victory, and who says, hey, there's vote fraud. 
So out of control on the YouTube side of things, but what do you expect from big tech? Sign the petition, ladies and gentlemen. I did. We're talking about the Ritz Crackers, folks. And they have a commercial with two men in lipstick. They're redefining the family. But two men in lipstick do not make a family. American Family Association. Um, action alert, folks. Sign the petition today. Now, again, we don't want to persecute or prosecute or anything like that, these people that believe um, uh, in different families. We just don't want to back their agenda. We think differently and believe in the God-ordained traditional family. That's all. We talked about a famous attorney and professor of law at George Washington University. His name is Jonathan Turley. He says criminalization of private speech coming to the United States. Yeah, why? Because it's become a core value in the Democratic Party. To have European controls on speech. It's a Democratic Party value. And now that the Democrats are taking the helm, expect your free speech rights to be under assault. That was hour one of Liberty Roundtable Live. Hour two brought to you in part by Raw Honey. Delivered directly to your door. To learn more, get a hold of Kurt. You can text or call 801-669-2211. That's 801-669-2211. You can email Kurt at LibertyRoundtable.com. That's C-U-R-T at LibertyRoundtable.com. Or you can go to his website, localhoneyman.com. That's right, localhoneyman.com. Check it out today. Hour two, we talked about the New York Attorney General says, hey, 48 states file a lawsuit against Facebook in a landmark antitrust uh, case. On It's an offensive on big tech. But, folks, you got to understand your government built Facebook, built these big companies. I know you believe they're privately owned, and they are. But you got to understand that the Pentagon, black op money in government, the military, all right, built these big tech behemoths right now, okay? And they did so with big government, black op money, in bed with universities, in bed with big tech professionals. They created a triad, and for decades they have been building these technologies to control every one of us. Don't you believe for one second that the states are going to stop the feds? Okay, they're all, the states are all on the dole. Okay, that wasn't the intent of the founders, but that's the way it's turned out these days. With the federal government unlimited borrowing due to dishonest money, then the states are all on the public dole. So you think the states are really going to fight the federal government down to the, you know, wire? Not a chance. They're all compromised. They've all got big budget influx of money from the Federal Reserve, a private banking secret cartel, all in bed with the federal government. Okay, look, they're not going to take on anybody. It's kind of like when Congress, you know, asks these big tech guys questions. They're clown questions, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, they're hard-hitting to some degree on the surface if you don't know the story. But if you know the truth, then you go, it's all a joke. No one's taking down big tech anytime soon. Got it? Good. Hunter Biden now reveals that he's under a federal tax investigation. Here's what's interesting. Why are we relying on Hunter to reveal that? Right? That's interesting. Secondly, uh, he's been under a tax investigation since like 2015. They had a lien on his house and everything else. How come we haven't heard about it or talked about it? Why does it come out after the election? Answer, because he who owns the media makes the rules, okay? We tried to talk about Hunter Biden's shenanigans before the elections, and it simply got obliterated by the mainstream press, blackout for the most part, if you will. So if you think Hunter Biden's going to be in big trouble, you got another thing coming again. Look, all Joe's got to do, he's already president-elect, they claim, right? All he's got to do is just pardon Hunter. What if you say, well, I'm not really president yet, but I'm the president-elect and I can pardon people early. 
Can you do that? Yeah, if they say he legitimately can already start and transition things, why can't he just, you know, pardon somebody? Especially somebody as close as family in the COVID era, don't you know? Right? Rush Limbaugh sounds ominous warning about future of America. We can't be in this dire of conflict without something given, giving somewhere. Joe Kovacs, WND.com with the piece. Highlighting Rush Limbaugh believes the nation is moving towards secession. I pray he's wrong, but I do see the divide lines everywhere. Intentionally fomented, promoted by government and the mainstream press. Yeah, they want to divide on every fault line they could possibly find. They want to destroy America. Ladies and gentlemen, you and I can live good, honest, moral lives. We can use the checks and balances. And if we do what we're supposed to, they can never divide the people that make up the greatest country on the face of the earth. We talked about former federal security officials. They're urging Joe Biden to more seriously acknowledging what they call the growing danger of domestic terrorism. And they're gratified to see that, well, Joe plans to do so. He's listening. So beware of that coming up. Who's the domestic terrorists? The answer is those who want to tell the tale of the news the networks refuse to use. Those who want to uphold the Constitution. Those who want to use the checks and balances to restore the greatest country on the face of the earth. See if their goal is to destroy the greatest country and our goal is to save the greatest country. Can you see how we're at odds? They say everything we peddle is fake news. We say they're involved in fake news. Now they're saying, hey, you guys are involved in domestic terrorism. Why? Because you believe in God, family, and country. That's why. Because you want to protect life, liberty, and property. Those very key six words, life, liberty, property, God, family, country, those six words put a dagger in their global intent. Right? They won't have global government that denies constitutional rights if we have our way. Betsy DeVos speaking out boldly and good for her for doing so. Free college is a socialist takeover of higher education. Boy, is she right on that score, too. Newsom, that's Governor Whacked Out, Newsom of California, ignores the Supreme Court, doubles down on religious gathering restrictions. Imagine that. You just, you're a governor, you thumb your nose at the Supreme Court and ignore it. Whenever a sheriff does that, we claim he has the authority and they say, oh no. Oh no, sheriffs can't just do whatever they want. But yet they claim the governor can? Hmm, where does authority for that come from, huh? Try and go research Richard Mack's case and understand the dual sovereignty doctrine that Anthony and Scalia spoke of, and you might finally start to get it, huh? But I don't think Newsom has the authority to abuse freedom of religion. Somebody ought to arrest the governor down there. But see, we're not going to get anywhere unless we start taking the law seriously because all the bureaucrats and Democrats and swamp monsters and Republicans that are in the swamp, all they're doing is saying, which laws will you not prosecute me to break? I'm going to break every one of them. Isn't that what they're saying today in modern terms? Sure seems like it. Ask Governor Newsom. Republican senators, believe it or not, find body bags. And anti-Trump messages on their doorstep. They're taking this game to the next level. Be careful, ladies and gentlemen. We reject the escalation and pray for peaceful de-escalation. The divide lines can't get that extreme and that divided, please. We also talked about uh, Governor, that's Governor Christy Nome pummels networks for more misleading Reporting, they say that South Dakota's hospitals are in crisis mode. The governor says that's a lie. 
Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. I'm Patty, wife of former Congressman Steve Stockman. In Congress, Steve sought impeachment of Eric Holder for his corruption of the Justice Department and his fast and furious gun running that caused border agent Brian Talley's death. Steve called for arrest of Lois Lerner for her contempt of Congress as it investigated her targeting of conservative nonprofit groups. After four years, four grand juries, and millions of tax dollars, Steve Stockman is in prison. His case involved four checks to nonprofits. DOJ has one standard for Hillary Clinton, but another for folks like President Trump and my husband. We've spent all our savings, all Steve's retirement, and much of mine. Steve Stockman has fought for you and America. Won't you join me now to fight for Steve? To help, text FIGHT to 444-999, text F-I-G-H-T to 444-999, or go to DefendAPatriot.com. DefendAPatriot.com. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, we talked about an interesting case. An embryo reanimated after quarter century on ice. They say it's record-breaking proof positive that no embryo should be discarded, highlighting that it is life, no doubt about it. And I expressed the concern that, you know, what if it's a husband and wife legally and lawfully married, a traditional family, a God-ordained family, if you will, and, and, and they're, you know, wanting children, I think that's a wonderful thing, and I'm certainly pro-life. I get a little scary when we start playing, you know, whacked out the uh, you know, Mr. Jekyll or Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde scientific, uh, whatever, because pretty soon you're getting the designer babies and pretty soon you're really playing games with, you know, who's the mommy and who's the daddy and you got more than one mommy and more than one daddy and, you know, it gets very, very strange fast. But it's all based on if you have a moral compass and what your intent is. See, the technology is neither good nor bad. The technology is just, you know, used by the hands of those using it and it can be a wonderful blessing ordained of god or it can be a frankensteinist satanic uh, agenda too it all depends on who's at the helm huh all right i guess we talked about this university um settles with a midwife student they threatened to expel her for her pro-life views and um they say she doesn't have fitness to practice is the term they're using and I guess they're putting a ban on her hospital placement. She fired back, and now she's winning on uh, specified settlement. And uh, that's what happens when good people stand up against the abuses they're experiencing. And we encourage peaceful standing up 
valiant stands, if you will. That's for sure. Abortion. That's right. Abortion. Leading cause of death among the coronavirus. They say they've already killed 37 million due to abortion worldwide. That's about 37 times how many people have died from the COVID. If you believe the official numbers, that is. I submit that it's even much greater than that. Who's standing up for the most innocent among us worldwide? Those poor little babies that are getting murdered by the, quote, supposed pro-choice agenda. They lie. They're murderers. We've got to tell the truth, and they've got to stop. We've got to stand for pro-life and protect the most innocent among us. And if we don't do it, folks, uh, we risk the wrath of Almighty God, in my humble opinion, to which I'm entitled. Two British people with severe allergies apparently had allergic reactions to the, vi- to the Pfizer BioNTech vaccine, raising questions about whether it's safe or not, and they're encouraging people with severe allergies over in the UK to not take the CoCoVax. So that's an ominous warning for you here in the United States as it rolls out. Be very aware. It ain't safe. It ain't effective. They've circumvented all the tests. It's a concern to say the least. The FDA reports that six people died during the Pfizer COVID vaccine trial. How come no one's reporting that, huh? Six people died. Two people got serious allergies and they're way sick for the vaccines. And they're running around. And those are on the test, by the way. They're running around telling you now how safe and effective they are. Doesn't make sense to me. How dumb am I, right? No, I don't mind if they want to, you know, articulate the truth and tell everybody what's going on. But that's a problem that I see. I don't see them telling the truth. I don't see them giving you all sides of the story. Right? I just don't see that. And that's kind of my problem with this. Why bury the news they don't like? See, on this program, whether we like it or not, we do our very best to give you both sides of the story. You know, the adage that uh, Fox used to have, we report, you decide. They kind of mocked the public with that phrase, but we try to really do that. Look, we wear our agenda on a sleeve. We want to promote God, family, country. We want to protect life, liberty, property. That's who we are. That's what we do. We don't have any, uh, you know, games or anything like that. All right, one of our listeners emailed in. I don't think they want to be named, so I'll relieve them nameless. But they were saying they were listening to Matt Bracken. And Matt Bracken is a talk show host. And uh, he brought up something about vaccines that I think that we ought to let everybody know. So the listener emails a bunch of us talk show hosts and says, hey, I was listening to Matt, and here's what he had to say. Matt suggests a phrase to be pushed into the faces of the evil politicians who push this stuff on us about lockdown and vaccines and everything else about COVID, right? Remember thalidomide. Remember thalidomide. And you say, what the heck is that? Kurt, you know what that is, by the way? I don't remember it right now, so Uh-oh. I guess I need to remember it. Well, I didn't know either, Kurt. Believe it or not, I had to go look it up. And um, and let's bring it up fairly as we can. I don't remember it because I wasn't there. Um, but it's something that we ought to remember. We ought to be aware of, Kurt. And the reason you don't remember it is because you weren't there either. This came out in the 50s. And as far as I understand, this was like a a 
<clears throat> medication or whatever that went all wrong. And they gave it to pregnant mothers or pregnant women. And they said, hey, this will help you sleep. This will help you calm down your nerves. You know, it's kind of when the um, Rolling Stones came out with that song, Mother's Little Helper. You know, talking about drugs or whatever, the medication that women would take. Anyway, um, <clears throat> and this medication or whatever that they gave to all these women, they didn't test right. They, they circumvented a lot of the testing and everything else. They rolled it out, and women thought it was awesome, and a bunch of women took it. And, and then it turned out that what it did was made their fetuses have all kinds of problems, and then the born babies had all kinds of um, repercussions for the drugs that they were on. And it turned out to be a big old scandal. And so Matt is basically pointing this out and saying, hey, remember thalidomide because he's saying it's very similar with this vaccines. Now, understand that the mainstream press is all too willing to quickly tell you, well, this isn't even close to the same, Sam. Anybody who's using that just doesn't understand the history or the story is what they want to say. But I think the listener um, that emailed us is right. And I think Matt Bracken is right, too. We need to remember those examples in those cases, not necessarily because it's exactly the same, but because uh, it's a serious problem, and it's because they haven't tested, they haven't vetted this stuff well enough. I know they think because it's the cocoa, it's an emergency, but I don't think that that the um, vaccines are the answer in the first place, Kurt. But nevertheless, Matt Bracken and our listener wants you folks to remember thalidomide and i think it's a wise point to bring up kurt and i want to give matt and i want to give the listener some credit and say thank you i didn't realize this one and understand folks just because we are the talk show host that doesn't mean we know everything and it doesn't mean we have all the answers um that's one of the differences between us and kind of the mainstream press folks right is that we don't act like we're the rock stars and you guys are the shut up you know and listen people Right. We do our very best to study the news and to bring it to your attention. The only reason we're on the radio is because we believe others weren't doing the job we're doing. You know, how many people bring God, family and country into the mix all the time? How many people promote God, family and country and protecting life, liberty and property? How many people boil it down that simple to you? How many people jettison the left and right paradigm completely? How many people... um, you know what? Promote the libertarian view, the anarchist view, the constitutional view, the bring all these different viewpoints to the table. I personally am a constitutionalist. But you know what? We do our very best. We don't beat up the left either because we don't believe the left is our enemy. All right? Uh, and that's why, you know, a lot of left folks or people on the left are afraid to come on our program because they're like, oh, man, you guys are just whacked out right wing. And it, it isn't true. It isn't true at all. Okay? We don't go left and right. We don't play that game. Right? We don't play that game. What we're interested in is the truth. And what we're interested in is the traditions of our founding fathers. And what we're interested in are the checks and balances that made this country great. What we're interested in is the morality of our nation and our people. What we're interested in is preserving what we hold dear, the freest country on the face of the earth. What we're interested in is God, family, and country. What we're interested in is protecting life, liberty, and property. See, you know what? We'll work with anybody that's trying to do that same thing. Even if we think they're misguided, but they have genuinely good intentions, we're going to be kind to those people. And we're going to be work with them and try to help them see things our way. Of course, they're going to do the same, right? But that's okay. So Becky Aker is a well-known anarchist. Or a, 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 you know, she just doesn't believe government is the answer. 
She's not for rioting or trouble. She's for peaceful anarchy, which means she believes Damn, she's free to do whatever she wants. She doesn't need any government. We can do contractually whatever government can do, but we can do it better through contracts and through private moral self-government. Well, you know what? I, I understand her point. I don't completely agree with her. She's never going to convince me she's completely right. But you know what? She agrees with enough of the moral principles and enough of uh, we got to reduce government big time to where we can peacefully work together for a greater cause. No doubt about it. Set aside those tiny differences, right? Hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. Don't let our love start slipping away. I'll tell you that right now. The love of the Savior saved the world. That's why he's called the Prince of Peace. And that's why we follow him and advocate for peace. Quick pause. Pursuing liberty. Using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. One third of all American states and more than 100 House Republicans signed on to give their support to Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton's election challenge in the U.S. Supreme Court, Texas versus Pennsylvania. Members of Congress shared by untold millions of their constituents that the unconstitutional irregularities involved in the 2020 presidential election cast doubt upon its outcome and the integrity of the American system of elections. According to a study released Thursday by the Global Carbon Project, global carbon dioxide emissions fell by an estimated 7% in 2020. It's the largest fall in carbon emissions ever recorded and is largely a result of the coronavirus pandemic keeping people at home. Emissions dropped 12% in the United States, 11% in Europe. The actor that played Debo in the Friday Movies franchise and former wrestler Tommy Tiny Lister has died at the age of 62. Lister was found unconscious in his home in Marina Del Rey, California on Thursday afternoon. USA Radio News. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I had begun to notice after 10 days with Balance of Nature, I felt better, more energetic. And believe me, for me, that's something because I have energy anyway. But as old as I am, that was really something to start really noticing. You know, we're all responsible for choosing what our attitudes are, but I had a better mental outlook. I mean, I always try to be positive, but there were subtle things in me that I began to notice. I just felt a difference with this. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code USA. If you're prone to severe allergic reactions, USA Radio News Tim Berg has a report for you. Drug maker Pfizer is warning Britain's National Health Service not to give the company's coronavirus vaccine to people with significant history of allergic reactions. As far as what this means for folks with allergies and the coronavirus vaccine, Fox News medical contributor Dr. Mark Siegel tells Fox and Friends. I think what's important here is that the two people who had allergies in the UK were already carrying an EpiPen, meaning that they had had severe allergies in the past. So the warning here is for people that have had severe allergies in the past where they had to be rushed to the hospital or they had swelling or decreased blood pressure and and big rashes. That's the group that we would hesitate to give this to right away. But it's not for the general population. We haven't seen a lot of allergies in all the people that were studied. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. USA Radio News. 
begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. That's the recap of yesterday's broadcast. I mixed in a comment from a listener because it related so well. Other than that, you got it. So, Kurt, welcome to the broadcast, sir. Buenos dias. Uh, greetings and salutations. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Thank you, Sam. You're very welcome. All right, Kurt, which of these two you want to play first? Kurt's back on the uh, election scandal. Well, the one, um, at least you have um, a pretty good report out of Georgia, I thought, um, that I think is um Are you talking you about know, the witnesses helpful. one? Yeah, um, the other one's kind of an overall... All uh, right, the witness one is ready, Look sir. at the Supreme... Okay, thank we'll, you. We'll sir. play it. You can make comments. There was a total lack of chain of custody. Um, seals, serial numbers were missing. Poll pads were tagged correctly for my poll, but they were programmed for Adams Park Library, which is over 25 miles away. That's Susie Voiles, dual poll manager in Fulton County, Georgia, talking about some of the weird stuff she saw on Election Day, testifying at a special hearing today uh, in Georgia. From her house, it looked like. Uh, Susie Voiles joins us. Susie, welcome. And also we have Garland Favorino. He is the co-founder of Voters Organized for Trusted Elections Results in Georgia. Uh, welcome to you both. Uh, Susie. Uh, Thank you, I heard a little bit about what you said. There are all kinds of irregularities. Uh, you were speaking at that hearing. Do you think your message got through? Are people listening? I fear that these bureaucrats down there, it's kind of in one ear, out the other. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. I have been asked numerous times if anybody has paid attention to my testimony as far as the Secretary of State's office. And... Um, these are people that I know and know. I'll tell you who's not paying attention, Tucker Carlson. No one has called me to say, hey, um, what's going on? So I know that people are listening because so many people are responding. But I'm not so sure the people who matter are, are paying attention. There seems to be a just like they're going through the motions. And, you know, during the hearing today, I, it just seems like some of them are more concerned about making the lunch break, um, which is very frustrating to me. Uh, can you just tell us a little bit more, and then we'll get to you, Garland. Susie, what did you see on Election Day that, that troubled you so much? Well, I saw many things on Election Day, but I think you're thinking of my testimony when we were auditing the ballots that were already done. And what troubled me was in this, besides the lack of chain of custody, there were in this box of absentee ballots um, batches, and there were 800 ballots, 100 batch per batch, except for this one batch that I had 110. And what was so um, stark and um, astounding about this, those ballots weren't folded. They were totally flat, just like they had just come out of the printer. But was even more astonishing to me was as we looked at them, out of these 110, 107 were for Joseph Biden, two were for Trump, and one was for Jorgensen. But the troubling part was there was one that was obviously bubbled in that had a slight eclipse on Joseph Biden's, and all the other ballots were filled in. I mean, all the other candidates were filled in. 
And what was so troubling to me is the other 106 for Joseph Biden were copies. They weren't duplicates as you might do with a ballot that's spoiled. They were copies, like they had been copied Copy. on the machine, complete, complete with the little eclipse. Okay, Garland speaks this language. Uh, he's in the business. Uh, Garland Favorino, welcome. Hey, I want to show, I know you've seen this video before from your friend. We've got a guy counting ballots, it looks like. He's in the white suit there. I wouldn't have noticed anything, but he shouldn't be alone. Every other table, if you look, two people are at the t table. He's by himself, and that's, that's illegal, isn't it? Well, right, uh, um, Greg. There's actually three problems. You're looking at a, a photo from the audit. I have that same photo. I know the man's name. Um, so there are three problems with the audit. One is they didn't have a, a, a Democrat and Republican at each table. Number two is they didn't have anybody monitoring the data upload point when they put the data in. And number three is they put the data into the Secretary of State system, and the Secretary of State told the counties what their results are. The counties don't even have results of their own audit. So those are three major problems that completely compromised the audit. Uh, and everybody's saying, oh, well, we counted the votes three times. Well, you know, no, you didn't really count them correctly. Uh, anytime you had an unverifiable voting system on the first count, yeah. you had this kind of corruption in the audit on the second count. And then the, the recount just rescanned the barcode again, so that's not valid. So we've got three three attempts to try to count the election results, and none of them are actually right. Um, I want to show you one other thing. Gosh, in the old days, it was so simple. You went in, the curtain closed, you pulled the lever, and that was that. It just anyway. I want to show you uh, a bunch of boxes in the back, and you'll see it here in a moment. Yeah, those black suitcases or boxes again if i were just looking at this stuff to the untrained eye i don't know what it means uh, garland can you tell me uh what what this is and what it suggests well those are ballot um bags um and they probably have in-person uh voting ballots in there susie could tell you for sure what they are um but what is important here is the video evidence of the elections officials at the Fulton County uh, on the election night, pulling three or four of these out of, from under a skirted table and then counting them after they told everybody that was to leave the room. So they injected about 15 or 20,000 of these false ballots that I think are the ones that Susie has found, injected them uh, illegally into the system that turned the election. There was a tremendous vote spike on the election line feed, and that is why Joe Biden was declared the winner in Georgia. It wasn't a legitimate election. They overrode the will of the people of the state of Georgia. Well, Garland and Susie, thank you. Thank you for bringing the There you have it, Kurt, your comment. Well, it seems like it's pretty well uh, said. The one thing I appreciate what, there's about fraud this whole... And they don't care? Is that what... Well, um, I mean, uh, it's it's a like I said before, it's a report from Georgia, uh, from you know the uh, some of the recent uh, stuff they're yeah, reporting. Yeah, from locals that like were there. He, that's right, and he's saying, um, you know, a lot of the officials seem like they're just worried about getting to the lunch break, 
rather than uh, really to you know the bottom of this and and uh, you know and you mentioned Tucker Carlson and I I've watched at least I check on uh, YouTube to see hey is Tucker doing anything with those headlines and uh, before he complained about the Sydney thing and before he got the kind of upgraded deal from Fox uh, you know it seemed like he was pretty much on that all the time now it seems like every time I look uh, he's going over something else uh, you know he's got some other topic uh, I don't mean the topics are not good I'm simply saying that uh, kind of like you say about me well Kurt's back on the election um, you know that everybody has their choice of certain things that they choose to cover it with their so-called time and uh, maybe he's just you know, just doesn't have time to fit it in, but it sure seems like uh, uh, the guy who said, hey, there's no evidence, could certainly be saying, well, I was wrong about that, and here's a whole bunch of evidence that I'm looking at, and these, you know, these are a couple of uh, individuals who know what they're question. talking about. Yes, sir. Will they let him do that? I don't think they'll That's, let him do that. Well, that's the key point there. Um, and that assumes know, that I, he would in the first place, Kurt, which I don't have confidence. But even if he would, I don't know that they would allow him to. Well, his track record of, you know, treatment like uh, for Ron Paul and so many other things that he had done. If, and I know that he started a, uh, uh, was it the Daily Caller? You know, he started one of those uh, websites, a pretty good news site, uh, with a buddy of his, I think. And... Uh, you know, he's he's got a pretty good track record, but I do know that he mentioned that he got a kind of an upgraded deal, and I don't know any reporting on uh, exactly how much more money he was getting or whatever, but he did announce he was going to be sticking around at Fox, um, so it makes me think of the old Velvet Hammer kind of thing, um, you know, that we know about how it typically works in the media uh, there. Uh, I don't know if you want to explain that real quick to folks, but, uh, you know, the Velvet Hammer uh, idea that we learned from Chuck Harder. Well, the bottom line is that they come in and act like you're a rock star and treat you really kind, but give you this kind of underhanded, you better not report on that or you're done. Glad you got a great job and great benefits, and we even gave you a raise because you do such a great job. You're really a great person. So that's why it's Velvet. It's the hammer because they say on the other side of the mouth but the other you know out of both sides of your mouth the other side says you better shut up about this or you're done to leave a message press one to change your message press seven hey mom dad mark here wow i love college really i never knew living on my own to be so uh, good for me uh to change your message so, here I am at college. It's cool. Well, of course, it's only been a week. To change your message. Hey, it's me. I was just remembering that time I hit my first home run. You know, through the garage window. Thanks for not being mad. No. To change. Hi. Boy, I miss you guys. I miss my room. I miss waking up to warm socks straight from the dryer. Warm socks? Family. Isn't it about time? Hi, it's Mark. Um, love you guys. Uh, I'll call you later. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. 
Abby Johnson was once director of a Planned Parenthood clinic in Bryan, Texas. After a moral crisis, she quit, and now she campaigns against what she once endorsed. They implement abortion quotas in all of their clinics. What do you mean quotas? You have to perform a certain number of abortions every month. Um, one of the reasons that I left... Are they explicit about that? Yes. It's, it's in your budget, right there on the line item. Uh, one of the reasons I left Planned Parenthood was because uh, in a budget meeting, I was told to double that abortion quota. And for me, as someone who had spoken to the media and had said, you know, we're about reducing the number of abortions, we're about, you right. know, prevention, all of these other services, I was shocked. So since this. you actually worked at a Planned Parenthood, give us some sense of the relative number of abortions. Okay, abortions, Planned Parenthood provides over 330,000 abortions a year. They right. are the largest single abortion provider in our country. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being with us here on this uh, program, uh, Liberty Roundtable from the Loving Liberty Radio Network and uh, your favorite radio station or uh, some other way that you receive us. We, uh, once again, of course, appreciate it. I... Uh, I was watching a little YouTube clip uh, with uh, Sean Hannity and Mark Levin was the uh, host, and I felt like it was a useful piece. Uh, Sam said, well, you know, why would we be playing uh, these other programs on our program? And the one of the things that uh, we will tell you, ladies and gentlemen, we have a very limited staff, and we'd love to get all the uh, guests and try to do all that for you. Um, we do recognize that the uh, other, that the guests all have a limited amount of time as well. And, and so sometimes we'll try to play things that may appear to be uh, from another program. And, and we don't, at least I don't feel like it's a, a problem, but anyway, that's uh, what you've got here is a little excerpt from the Sean Hannity program with Mark Levin. All right, here with reaction to all of this, all the breaking news, author, number one New York Times bestseller, host, number one show, Life, Liberty, Levin, host of a huge radio show. He's actually fairly popular. I call him the great one. Thank me. God bless us. How am I? Uh, Mark Levin. To me, there's only one great one, ladies and gentlemen. That is the Savior, Jesus Christ. Levin is back with us. I don't even need to go here because you and I have been chatting tonight via text. I already know how ticked off you are, Mr. Levin, sir. Well, let me just say this. First of all, happy Hanukkah, and I want to thank the Amen. president. And so we'll let's just give a shout-out to the Jewish cabal right off, right? I thank the well, president. Well, I think uh, that you're going to find here, at least in my opinion, a pretty good report about something that doesn't get talked much about in the news, and that is the whole Israel thing from a um, viewpoint of a man who is a Jew and uh and he's going to thank the president for what he feels like are really some good peace moves in the Middle East that I think are things that just pretty much go on unreported. And so that's another thing I felt like this was useful for, Sam. For getting this vaccine as fast as he did. There's inertia in the bureaucracy, inertia with corporations. He knew they needed money. He knew they needed direction as a private sector 
former developer could, and he's going to wind up saving millions and millions of people, not Fauci, not Burks, not the bureaucracy. It's Trump. That's number one. Number two, we've had our fourth peace agreement now in the Middle East today with Morocco and Israel. That's more peace agreements under this president than all prior presidents put together. And he deserves enormous credit for that. God forbid if Biden's president, he'll reverse all that. And I want to talk about Biden. It turns out Biden was really the Manchurian candidate, wasn't he? Biden is bought and paid for by the communist Chinese. His son is bought and paid for by the communist Chinese. His son is a crook. His brother's a crook. This entire family, you got your son under criminal investigation for tax, potential tax fraud and securities fraud. You got your brother under criminal investigation in the Western District of Pennsylvania for possible violations of, uh, of, of law uh, with respect to his involvement in a health care hospital and that sort of thing. I don't know. I don't know many family members who have this kind of situation going on. But it's even worse than that. Let us not forget the story that did come out before the election that the media covered up, that big tech covered up. I have first-hand knowledge Joe Biden was involved in China deals. That's Tony Bobolinsky. We have a number of people to thank. We have Peter Schweitzer, the New York Post, but Rudy Giuliani, who they've t spent years now trying to smear. He had the guts to take this information. It was given to him off the hard drive of that uh, computer. They made it public. We wouldn't even know about Tony Babalunsky Bob if it wasn't for Rudy and what he did. And what did he say? What did he say on the record? He said on the record that Joe Biden was aware of this deal and deals, that Joe Biden was going to get a big chunk of the millions of dollars in it, that Joe Biden was aware of his son's dealing in China. That is blockbuster. It's only blockbuster if you do something about it, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> okay? I mean, even Satan knows that Jesus is the Christ. Okay? Uh, the difference between us is what we do about it, right? And, and I'm not trying to be offensive, but we know all about this, okay? Every, everybody who's paying attention at all and not counting the mainstream press, if that's where you go for your information, you know what? Good for Mark speaking about this. Good for Sean letting him without interruption, which is rare, because usually when patriots speak, Sean melts down. Uh, nevertheless, though, the good for them for reporting on this, and it's all true about Hunter and Joe and, and the Bidens. But look, are we going to arrest somebody? Okay, Joe's just going to waltz into the White House, criminal elections, criminal vote fraud everywhere, okay? But what about all the criminal activity that preceded that? See, if you arrest him for the criminal activity that preceded that, he wouldn't be running for office at all. He'd be in jail. So the answer is to arrest these people, and if we don't, we have nobody to blame but ourselves. That is blockbuster. The New York Times, which covered up the Holocaust, covered this up. The Washington Post, which covered up the Holocaust, covered this up. CNN, we know thanks to James O'Keefe from Project Veritas, that Jeff Zucker from the top said, don't pursue this story. Every newsroom in America, bar a few, covered up this story. And it is a huge story. Now we have early voting, we have mail-in voting, and God forbid if this man becomes president of the United States, this family is crooked. No wonder China wanted this family in office. Let me tell you something else that's taking place here. The fact of the matter is, the people See, I would be interrupting Mark Levin right now and saying, what's being done about it? Who has authority and power? Does President Trump have authority and power? Does the Senate have authority and power? Does the Republican-controlled Supreme Court have any power? Do the state Republican uh, bodies have any power? Do the sheriffs who could arrest these thugs have any power? That Biden would bring into office from his Secretary of State to his Director of National Intelligence 
to his education secretary, they're all appeasers of China. All appeasers of China. Yes, but if you got rid of the education department, we wouldn't have an education secretary. Now, would we, Republicans? And that would include Antony Blinken, who he would want to nominate as secretary of state. Averill Haynes, who he wants to nominate as director of national intel. John Kerry, the biggest of the appeasers. And by the way, not only appeased China, but the regime in Iran, the regime in Cuba. They talk about the president liking dictators. These guys love dictators. They do business with dictators. The woman he wants to bring in as, uh, as education secretary, she wrote a book called Empowered Educators, How High-Performing Systems Shape Teaching Quality Around the War World. She's praising the Chinese educational system. And what can you expect from our media? You have a guy well, of course you'd praise that system. We have the 10th plank of the Communist Manifesto, Government School for All, right? Live and well, the Republicans back it as much as the Democrats. Like Thomas Friedman, on more than one occasion, has praised the autocracy in China, praises communist China. There is no way Biden didn't know about his son's dealings, his brother's dealings. No way. And he still hasn't been questioned by the phony media in this country. I want to remind the American people that in January, when Donald Trump cut off travel from China, do you think Joe Biden, with all the connections to China, all the crookedness with China, would have cut off anything with China? Hell, he and the others were saying, don't call it the China virus. Don't call it the China virus. Why? It is the China virus. Not if the Americans created it and released it. Joe Biden lied to us every step of this campaign. When the President of the United States brought this stuff up during the debates, he was shut down by the moderators. They wouldn't... Yeah, so why do we allow the debate, uh, whatever that organization is that controls all debates in America, a cabal between the Republicans and Democrats, why do we allow that to exist in the first place? So it with Joe Biden. Joe Biden lied about his son. He lied about what he knew about China. It's a disgrace. And I'm going to tell you something else about China. Hollywood, the NBA, Wall Street, colleges and universities, these corporations, all of which threw in with Biden, all of which opposed Trump. And they're all funded by your tax dollars, and Republicans had control of everything and didn't stop a penny of it, did they? All, to one extent or another, on China's payroll. But I want to talk about something else very quickly here. Does anybody remember what happened in the 1990s with the Clinton campaign and the DNC and Democrat candidates and the communist Chinese military? We have dark money in the Biden campaign, around $320 million in dark money. Everybody said, where are they getting all this money from? It's absolutely massive. It's enormous. Now, if we had real media in this country, real journalists in this country, they'd want to know, too. One-third of a billion dollars comes into the Biden campaign through the back door. Massive amounts of money, and we don't know where it's coming from? Well, somebody needs to look. Now, I'm not saying it's communist China, but I wouldn't put it past them because Clinton and the Democrats have taken money from communist China before. The communists love the Democrats, especially the Bidens. This, I want people to remind you, it is from Unfreedom of the Press, my book. You don't have to buy it. I'm telling you what's in it. The L.A. Times, which did take an investigative interest in the story, the chief of China's military intelligence secretly directed funds from Beijing to help reelect President Clinton in 1996. Anyone remember this? Yeah, but did anybody go to jail, my friend? No. So when you expect it'll get worse because you never stopped it, right? You know about a secret combination. You expose it, but you don't create accountability. And you don't debunk it. Shut it down. Stop it. Okay. We've known Hillary Clinton and the foundation forever has dark money. We've known that.
right? We know that Vince Foster wasn't killed the way they told us that he was. Okay, we know all these things. But no one creates accountability. Therefore, they're going to continue, right? Former Democratic fundraiser Johnny Chung told federal investigators, Chung provided damning testimony before a federal grand jury that the Chinese government wanted Clinton reelected. Remember Charlie Tree? Some of us do, a longtime friend of Clinton. Raised $1.2 million in foreign dollars for the Clinton Legal Defense Fund and the DNC, and he dropped off a little donation of $460,000 in sequentially numbered money. And who prosecuted that and who went to jail? Remember that? I remember that. The LA Times, James Riotti, another longtime friend of Clinton. He uh, had extensive ties to the communist what? government. His banking group acknowledged in court papers they made millions of dollars in illegal campaign donations to a Democratic presidential and congressional campaign. People remember that? Hey, remember Mark. John Wong? He raised more than $1.5 million from illegal foreign sources. Mark must not have an earpiece. And visited the White House repeatedly. So my question is this. Where the hell did one-third of a billion dollars in dark money come from into the Biden campaign? Now, of course, the media, which is in the uh, back pocket of the Democrat Party, I mean, they're even letting Swalwell off the hook. Swalwell is now apparently arguing that his genitalia is a secret matter. He can't talk about his genitalia. He can't talk about the alleged affair that he had with Fang Fang. Uh, I know I didn't have an affair with Fang Fang. Sean, did you have an affair with Fang Fang? It's I, easy to I, say, I, no, I, I did not I did have not. an affair with Fang Fang. No, why is not. this important? Because I got to ask you, though. Because it's used for Mark. blackmail. That's why. Yes, sir. We only have a minute left. All right, we only have a minute left. We'll save the last minute for you, ladies and gentlemen. Coming up. There you have it. We'll cover it in an hour or two. Uh, you know what? Mark Levin's right on every bit of this, Kurt. But I submit to you, no one's created any accountability. And it got limitedly reported in the media because we don't have enough media to keep it alive in the, in, in the, the news like we need to. And without any accountability, you can expect it to get worse. And we don't have any accountability now. So you think election fraud's bad now? You wait till election fraud... And 2030, 2040, 2050, it'll be 10 times worse. Why? Because neither side is willing to do anything about it. We're not willing to take on the swamp entirely. There's not enough of us yet. Hopefully there will be. I'm seeing encouraging signs. We'll talk about that coming up, too. Hour one in the can, hour two coming up. You're listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live, where we declare we the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will save America. But you got to get involved. God save the republic. Live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kurt Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that it was refused to use. No doubt continues now. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the broadcast for December the 11th in the year of our Lord 2020. This is our two at two. And the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio. Kurt's got a uh, piece we're playing between Mark Levin and Sean Hannity. And Mark Levin is going off on all the criminal activity by the Bidens and by the Clintons and the history of it and all that kind of stuff. And I happen to agree with Mark Levin completely. 
And we are live and on the air reporting on all this as it unfolded, ladies and gentlemen. So we're very familiar with it. Big time, right? But I don't know what to do with it all. What do I mean by that? (laughs) Mark's right, but we haven't done anything about it in the past. The Republicans have had control of the House, the Senate, the White House, (laughs) the courts. uh, And we haven't done anything about the criminal activity at all. We've just talked about it in a few media places, documented it very well, but nothing from accountability has happened. Thus, Joe Biden should be in prison, not running for office. Why are we debating his fraudulent activity running for office? We shouldn't be debating that. He should be in prison. But, of course, we don't take care of something, uh, action on criminal activity. We allow it to get above us, and then we're mad when it's above us, right? I don't get it. But here's Mark Levin as it continues. Sean had to stop the... Mark Levin roller coaster and say, wait, hold on. We only got a minute and a half left. I got to ask you a question. Here's Sean. I want you to just comment briefly on the 17 attorney generals, the seven states now that want to join this Texas lawsuit. Quick one minute. The United States Supreme Court has done a grave disservice to this country. About five weeks ago. Now, amen. I've said that uh, they've done such a great disservice that they ought to all be impeached. Uh, so has Sidney Powell. But again, if you don't take any action, you just complain about them and go, golly, they did us wrong. Golly, they really did us wrong. Golly, we reported uh, over the years they've done us wrong. Golly, they're criminals. Golly, they're bad guys. Go- my goodness, horrible. But yet Republicans have put how many on the court? Okay, this is the swamp versus the people issue. Unless we start arresting thugs, criminals, we're not going to stop their criminal activity. You got it? It was a case brought by Pennsylvania that the, uh, that the governor there, that the secretary of state there, and the state Supreme Court, which is rogue, like the Florida court was in 2020, violated Article 2 of the Constitution, which says the legislature makes election law. Four to four, John Roberts, who's gone Hollywood, who's jumped the shark, uh, decided that they weren't going to take up the case. Pennsylvania, they come back, and they say, okay, well, look, the state legislature violated their own constitution, then the state Supreme Court, on top of it, violated it as well. You're poisoning all these electors that are going to the Electoral College. What do you want to do? 18-word 18 18 order that tells the American people nothing. They shut it down. The states go, what the hell's going on here? The states that follow the law. The states that didn't weaken the signature requirements. The states that didn't extend the voting periods. The states that care about the rule of law and the sanctity of the vote. They're suing these four states and they're saying, okay, Supreme Court, now we want you to address the institutionalized fraud and crookedness that the Democrats put in place in these various states. Now what are you going to do, Supreme Court? You've already undermined your reputation. Now are you going to undermine your integrity as well? We're about to find out. Yes, we are. And there he goes. And and I agree with Mark, Kurt. Very good, Sam. Thank you. All right. Do you have any more to comment on it? Mm, not that I can say, Sam. All right. Uh, but but I mean, the I problem that I have is he's taking the Republican side is that the Republicans are the good guys. The Democrats are doing all this harm to the country. Uh, but I submit to you that it's Republicans and Democrats, Kurt. That's the part that Mark and Sean don't get. Well, um, I will, you know, uh, politely try to disagree with you, Sam, about that, um, at least that I've heard him say many times. Uh, for example, as Sean is uh, 
what he calls a registered conservative in New York. You can register as a conservative and not a Republican. And he uh, talks about the Republicans in much the same way as our friend uh, from the Homeschool Legal Defense Association would call him. He, he'd call him the stupid party sometimes, but he'd you know, point out the fact that there's certain ones, especially like Mitt Romney and many others who are very uh, less than helpful. Um, and I've heard uh, uh, Mark Levin do the same thing uh, many times. Um, and yet uh, I think he tries to point out uh, certain ones that are doing a, a good job, kind of like we do. Uh, but that's just my opinion, Sam. Well, hey, you got a right opinion. You're entitled to your opinion, and that's that's why Kurt wants to bring this to your attention. And I think that everything Mark Levin said right there, without with a few exceptions, I you know I agree with Mark. The exceptions, in my opinion, are that we need to be as honest about the Republican abuses and criminal activity as the Democrats. That's one point. And then, secondly, I'm a little bit concerned when we promote the Jewish agenda uh, in America. I I want a Christian agenda, and I'm not interested in being mean to the Jews or unkind to anyone. But I want to make sure we lead with the right foot. I support the peace efforts. If they're genuine, time will tell. Uh, I support President Trump when he does things right. I support Mark Levin and Sean Hannity when they do things right. And I think it was a great piece, and he's articulating, and I appreciate at least somebody doing it, uh, the history of what's been going on. But I still maintain unless we, and this is a question that I think Sean should have asked Mark, and that they should discuss, what are we going to do about it? And I appreciate that Hillary's a criminal, that Bill's a criminal, that Joe's a criminal, that Hunter's a criminal. I appreciate all that, and I agree. But are we just going to let criminals just run around on the streets? Is this president going to allow that? Is this Republican-controlled Supreme Court going to allow that? Are these uh, Republican-controlled Senate? Well, we have limited control of the Senate. Might not last too long. We might lose that, too. Are they um, going to do something about it? Are the sheriffs and in, in majority Republican state-led governors we have more republican state governors than democrat right now are we going to do anything about this criminal activity or are we just going to go golly that's bad so i don't mean to be offensive kurt but look i'm warning you right now not kurt crosby but you as a nation we as a people whatever you want to say i'm warning us that if we allow this to continue and just complain about it and we don't use the law to uphold the law Okay, uh, then it's just going to get worse, Kurt. Is that a reasonable assumption, you think? It's got a track record. So, you know what? I don't know what we can do. I don't know what we can do more about it. And I don't mean to just be negative on this, but I, but I want answers. I want us to do something. And the sad part is people are critical of Ammon Bundy and others that are starting to ratchet it up and they're starting to protest in places. They're starting to speak out and say, we got to stop this. Because as Ammon Bundy says, other than that, what are we to do? Do we just let it happen on our watch, Kurt, and say we can't do anything? What have I done about it? Well, we created a media network 25 plus years ago and we've been doing our best to tell the tale ever since. I wish, I wish we could do more. I wish our voice was bigger. I am part of uh, Ammon Bundy's group, the citizens group. We bring all the people to the round table we possibly can who can move the needle on this to the best of our ability. I just don't know how to do more. 
But I feel really bad when we just highlight how criminal these people are and nothing gets done. I wish there was much, much more we could do. But I don't see it. I just don't know what more we can. What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know how to move the needle towards liberty and stop these criminals. They're certainly above us. To the point where it's a serious, serious, serious problem indeed, ladies and gentlemen. All right, Kurt, you got a story. You want to talk about an Amazon driver? Let's see. Uh, let, I'll try to find that, uh, Sam. Um, that was in that um, second batch. Um, let me see if I can find it here. Um, yeah, while you're hunting that down, Greg from Utah would like to make a few comments. Hi, Greg. Hi, hi, Sam. How you doing? Good, Kurt, sir. How you doing? Anyway, I'm, I'm listening to your comments. What can we do? And not to be a pessimist, but the secret combinations have absolute control of our federal government. They have control and influence in all of our state governments. The courts are corrupt. The government, the federal government's corrupt. All the states are corrupt to some extent. And so, I mean, how, there's not much we can do. I mean, we're in a, a minority. We have to push back. We have to fight back and do what's best. We have an obligation to fight against tyranny and oppression. It's a, it's a, a commandment of the Lord. And um, so despite the odds against us, and, and they are overwhelming, to say the least, we will prevail in the end. It's going to be a, we're going to lose a lot of battles, but in the end, we win the war, so to speak. So it's, it's discouraging. I mean, we're in a period of history where, <clears throat> where it has been prophesied in, in in the Bible and in the Book of Mormon and what have you. And so we're experiencing the, the, these prophecies that have been alluded to in these um, doctrines. So it's just it's discouraging, and sometimes I, I get, I can't say I get depressed, but it's, you know, it's just, it bothers me greatly. But what you guys are doing is, is, an, uh, is, is awesome, you know, trying to enlighten the people. We have to educate the people. We have to enlighten the people, and they have to take the initiative to fight back, even though it doesn't appear to be, um, how can I put it, you know, appear to be too successful based on what we're doing, but in the end, we're going to prevail. And so we have to be aware of that and, and do our best to, to, to educate others and enlighten others. And, and with people like yourself and Kurt and your radio program, you, 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 it's an awesome program. And All right, hang tight. Stay there, Greg. I want to give you more time. Hold on. Liberty Roundtable Live. Is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. 
Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit to preservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. All right, ladies and gentlemen, live on your radio, Greg from Utah, breaking it down. You are finishing, Greg. Let's have you finish and then Kurt will respond. Okay, so concerning the Constitution, and I've done research on this, Almost every provision of the Constitution has been violated with impunity, especially the Ten Amendments. And um, and I've been also doing research on these combinations. And based on my research, uh, these secret combinations and the granddaddy of all secret combinations is communism. There's numerous combinations. You've got the CFR, the Bilderberger Group, and what have you. But the granddaddy of all combinations is communism. And they have been infiltrating our government for over 100 years. And so look at the look at our situation. Our foreign policy, especially since uh, the 1930s, has been an unmitigated disaster. We haven't done anything right. Our government has been doing everything within within its power to, to advance and promote communism. Our, our domestic policy is purely socialistic, and and this is all by design. It's not by accident. And people have to wake up to this, and and um, we have to. Proclaim the proclaim the the, um, the Constitution and proclaim liberty and and Christianity throughout the world. And Christianity Christianity is under assault, especially in the Middle East. And um, and they're being saints. Of, I mean, Christians are being martyred. And in this country, you know, it's against the law in some states to to, to preach the Bible on the corner, any particular corner. Preachers are being arrested. And this is happening in America, so I, I feel it's going to get worse. But we have to be aware of what's going on and enlighten people, and and we have to push back. We just can't sit on the fence. We have to fight back. And there are movements now in in, in Newtown, and people are pushing back. They're pushing back on on the um, mask agenda. Uh, the governor has been sued, and some public health health officials have been sued recently. And uh, people are gathering at rallies. They're not wearing masks. So there is some opposition in this state. I'm hoping that this state can be a beacon of light. Yeah, let's have let's have state. Kurt respond, Greg. I I think you're right, and I okay. think I've seen more people push back in the last five years than I've seen in the whole 25 we've been at this. So I think that's good news. And I want to focus a little bit on what we've been doing about it because I think there's many components in the solution. Kurt, you want to start? 
Well, I don't know. I think it's probably better if you go ahead and go, Sam. Go ahead, I don't know what else to add uh, here. I mean, well, you got uh, a caller on the if line. I you were... should respond to this caller. Okay. Uh, you know, if I were going to respond, at least the first question I'd like to ask Greg is he says, we're going to win in the end. Um, when is the end? Well, that's a good question, Kurt. We don't know exactly when. But, I mean, if this thing's going to prolong for, I think, you know, maybe seven, eight years, whatever it might be, and um, we're going to see uh, more totalitarian controls or initiatives from our government. And um, But in the end, we know the second coming is, is not far away. We know the Savior will come here. So when, when I talk about the end, I'm talking about when he comes. And, and when he comes, all these secret combinations and wickedness, these people that are wicked, will be destroyed. So we we will prevail in that sense, and but the Lord's not going to help us unless we fight. He's not going to fight our battles. He's not going to help us unless we get involved and and expose this, this these combinations. But I want to add to and, that, and, Greg. Uh, I want to add to that to be very clear. Not only do we have to be involved in stopping uh, the seek for power, we got to pull it down, anxiously engaged in a good cause, if you will, uh, actively involved in the proper role of government. We've got to do all those things. I accept that, but we've also got to be a moral people. We've got to repent and turn to God. We've got to do what he asks us to do if we want him to grant us his blessings. That's what he told us the key is. Uh, Kurt, what is it in Second Chronicles that highlights this very well? I don't know for sure, Sam. Well, here's the thing, and I agree with Sam totally, that, you know, basically the immorality in this country is pervasive. The immorality in this nation is worse than it was during Sodom and Gomorrah, and the, and the Lord uh, destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. It's bad, but you have righteous people living in America, moral people living in America. We have remnants of people who are, you know, believe in the gospel and, and believe in Jesus the Christ, and because of that, this nation will, will be saved. And uh, if it wasn't for people like Sam and, and, and Kurt and these wonderful patriots who exist in this state and, and throughout the nation— and the people who are fighting against tyranny and oppression, this nation would be destroyed. So now that there's hope because there are righteous people, they have a desire to do what is right and to fight back and expose these combinations and, and what have you. And if it was not for that, the Lord would, I think, uh, would be subjected to his wrath. But because of, uh, of, of the nature of the people, a small remnant of the, a small remnant of the people, the Lord's going to uh, you know, help us. And eventually we will we will prevail, but it's going to be a, a tiring process, an enduring process. It's not going to be easy, but we have to do what is right. And the odds against us are, I, I feel, are overwhelming. But if we if if we repent of our sins, and that includes our political sins, and we turn to God, the Lord will help us. And I'm, I'm absolutely convinced of that. That we're going to win in the end. And that and I sometimes I get a little discouraged the way things are going, but we have to have hope. We have to persevere and do what is right. Very good. Um, you know, one other uh, question for you, uh, Greg. Um, you and I have talked about a friend of ours, uh, you know, and uh, he's pretty famous for uh letting us know exactly the time and place uh, when uh, certain events will happen in the future. Um, and uh, yet... Uh, those days and times have passed each time, and uh, yet 
you know, he continues to point out that the next one will really happen right there. Um, I don't know for sure when Jesus is going to come back. I do know that we're told that uh, the Constitution will hang by a thread. Um, I don't know how you get it to more hang by a thread than than it is now. Um, I do um, believe, like I've uh, you know, been able to read that uh, good people um, will step forward uh, to uh, save the Constitution and that uh, America is a blessed land um, unto the righteous forever is a base from which God is going to continue to direct the worldwide operations of his kingdom. Um, that uh, God raised up the founding fathers of the United States of America and established this inspired constitution. So those are, um, you know, a lot of my thoughts. I, you know, will throw in my Zig Ziglar stuff that you guys probably hate to hear, and that is, uh, you know, when it comes to this whole being negative about stuff, uh, Zig would say, well, you know, uh, you guys that want to say, well, I'm a realist, um, he said, well, that's just basically an excuse for being negative. In my opinion, um, you don't really move things forward uh, by being negative about what's going on unless, you know, you basically just uh, uh, be of good cheer like the Savior said and work on the problem. Uh, I think you... Uh, in whoever it is, me, Sam, you, whatever, we we weaken our effort by being negative about things. And then, uh, you know, good people that might join us feel like, well, there's really no hope. I mean, like earlier, Sam said, hey, in 2050, you, you see how bad it is now? Wait till 2050 and see how it is then. I think that kind of but talk hold on, basically hold on. You're leads leaving out 90% to, of yeah, what I know, I but said. you're going to you're not going to let me finish. Right. I'm just telling you, you're leaving I, I'm leaving out just, the core you know, of what I really uh, said, though. Of course. I'm just telling you, Sam, this is the way I see it, okay? okay. Now, I know it's going to disagree with what you say because, you know, you say your way is the right way, you know. I'm simply telling you that the way I see it is that when we do that kind of talk, it basically dissuades people from ever joining us or strengthening our efforts because they're like, what hope is there if Sam says there's no hope and we've got all these evidences that Sam can cite chapter and verse on of all these failures we've had in the past, we're never really going to make a difference, so we might as well go ahead and crawl into a hole and just wait for the Savior's return. That's the way I see that, and that's why I recommend a cause and a movement against that. Uh, go ahead, Sam. So I never said there was no hope. That's where I think that you're missing the boat. I said there, what will it be like in 2035 if we don't repent to God and we don't take action to stop the secret combinations above us? We don't get in enough involved in the media to really tell the tale and educate people. If we don't do these things, that is the future. All right. Now, if we do the right things, and then I pointed to a scripture which you probably have never heard of, I guess, because I asked you about it, and you said you didn't know anything about it. But it's in Chronicles. Okay? I didn't say I didn't know anything about it. I said I can't recite it right now. You know. Okay, it's in the Bible. It's in Chronicles. I'll tell you where it is in the details, and I'll tell you what the solution is.
USA Radio News with Lance Pride. More calls from Washington leaders for Democrat Congressman Eric Swalwell to step down after a year-long investigation reveals his ties to a suspected spy from the Chinese Communist Party. New York Republican Congresswoman Elise Stefanik on Fox. What is truly disturbing and very sad irony, Eric Swalwell was the perpetrator of these baseless accusations and the phony Russia hoax. He owes his colleagues answers, he owes his constituents answers, and he should step down from the House Intelligence Committee. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi defended her decision to appoint Swalwell and will keep him on the Intelligence Committee. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton's case argues that the swing states of Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Georgia unconstitutionally violated state election laws and therefore should not certify their election results to the U.S. House. One-third of all U.S. states and over 100 congressional leaders signed on to the challenge heading to the U.S. Supreme Court. USA Radio News. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I've been taking vitamins off and on my whole adult life, and I've never seen any change. Not like this, not since I've been on balance of nature. I used to take prescription medication for uh, muscle aches and stuff. I don't take that anymore. I wish I would have started it back when I first heard about it on the radio. And if I can give balance of nature any advice, keep it out on the radio because I still hear these commercials from time to time, and I'm thinking, you know, you people need to listen up. I mean, I'm over 50. And, you know, your body starts wearing down. But now with nature has literally changed my life. It really has. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code USA. Let's get a stimulus update with USA Radio News, Tim Berg. As coronavirus relief seems to have hit a standstill, House Republicans have a message for Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. We stand together calling on this body, calling on Speaker Nancy Pelosi to stop sitting on our hands, to stop sitting in front of a refrigerator with the expensive ice cream, and to help the American people today. Republican Congressman Liz Cheney of Wyoming speaking on Capitol Hill Thursday. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. President Trump signed the first stimulus package into law on March 27, 2020, costing taxpayers $2.2 trillion. The L.A. Rams easily beat the New England Patriots on Thursday night football. Final score was 24-3. Patriots quarterback Cam Newton was pulled from the game in the fourth quarter. You know, we didn't play a good style of brand of football tonight, and they did. And For USA Radio News, I'm Lance Pry. All right, let's be very, very clear, ladies and gentlemen. These are not my solutions. Chronicles in the Bible came out thousands of years before I even hit the planet, Okay. So the solution I'm proposing is not mine. It's not my way. My way is the right way. That's not it. I'm merely quoting the solution. It's in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. We've been over this many times. Here's what it says. 14, if, that's a big if, ladies and gentlemen. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, And turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and forgive their sin and will heal their land. Now, you got to be intelligent enough to say, if that's true, if I do these things, God will bless me. 
But what if I don't do those things? What'll happen? Kurt, you want to respond to that? We've seen civilizations no, Sam, before. I don't think before. It's necessary. We've seen civilizations before that have not. Let's get the exact wording here. Be called by his name, first of all. That's a big prerequisite. If, we don't, if we're not willing to be called by his name, if we're not willing to humble, our, humble ourselves and pray and seek his face, then the opposite will happen. What's the opposite? Okay, if we don't turn from our wicked ways, if we persist in our wicked ways, what's the opposite of hearing from heaven? Not hearing from heaven? What's the opposite of forgiving our sin? Not forgiving our sin? What's the opposite of not healing our, or of healing our land? Not healing our land? Okay, this isn't me making this up, ladies and gentlemen. And this isn't me telling you that we failed, stick a fork in it, we're done. This is me trying to tell you we're in a world of hurt, folks, and to pretend we're not as foolish. We're in perilous times. However, I'm pointing out to the best of my ability the solutions through history that our founding fathers articulated and that the Bible articulates. I'm trying to go to those guidance and solutions that I believe are sound and solid. I'm doing my best to do that. Obviously, I'm not doing a very good job at it, but that's really my attempt. Greg, finish up quickly, then we'll let you go. We got another call or two. You there, Greg? All right, we lost Greg, I guess. Okay, uh, who's next? Oh, this is Dean. Hi, Dean. You're up, sir. Uh, yeah. Uh, being discouraged, I'm probably one of the uh, uh, best component or best uh, persons to be discouraged. I've been discouraged for 25 something years trying to get a point across, and and lost, you know, basically family and friends over this because of of me just not giving up and just uh, just succumbing to the to the forces and, and saying, you know, you don't have this right and you don't have that right and just to be quiet and go up in the hills and, you know, live by yourself. But I've come to realize that there is a God up there and no matter how softly he speaks and 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 where you try to plan out something, his plans are seem to be totally different in my circumstances. Uh, I've looked into this, you know, uh, Constitution hanging by the thread, and I think that's kind of a misnomer. I've never been able to find it. I found some some hints where that uh, some uh, one of Joseph Smith's scribes, when he was giving a speech, had wrote something down to that effect. But when I got looking into the Council of Fifty that he was trying to establish, he he was basically giving up on the Constitution, and that's why they. They were instructed to hide it or burn or burn it, and then he says to just to burn it, but the person buried it and then dug it back up. And after he died, they they've met. In fact, they just keep kept meeting um, till 1988, and they were trying to decide on a constitution, but they could never write one up. Never felt inspired and. Uh, I can't remember. I think it was Brigham Young uh, that became the successor of that. Um, the head of, head of that Council of Fifty decided that uh, that it was not to be written, and, and God would be the lawgiver. And uh, so I find find this pretty interesting on 
them giving up. In fact, there's lots of letters and stuff about um, from all these other members where it was all supposed to be pretty much secret and to disavow every any knowledge of your their actions because like in Porter's letter he 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 had vengeance to going after these people for 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 the wrongs that was done by the government so and this is what I feel for, to do is to kind of work together assemble people and to to kind of not take up arms and thinking the republic the republicans are going to save us but to just uh, kind of branch off in a way without branching off and, and not participating in the government as much as you can and everybody working together as far as just uh, uh, as a society and neighbors and friends and helping each other out. Amen. And All also, right. We appreciate it, Dean. Kurt, any comment? That's good counsel. Thank you, Dean. Thanks, Dean. All right. There he goes. Kurt wants to uh, talk about a great uh, effort by what, an Amazon employee, Kurt? Well, in this case, uh, yeah, it was an Amazon employee that, uh, well, uh, the headline reads, uh, driver runs into burning home to save life of elderly man trapped inside. I'm not a big fan of Amazon, typically, mostly because of uh, Jeff Bezos and the, uh, you know, the efforts that he makes uh, basically through his Washington Post news piece. But I'm not telling you that all Amazon people are evil. I talked to a nice Amazon lady yesterday and wished her a Merry Christmas. And then this story, Amanda Thomason from the uh, Western Journal says, uh, well, Tim West of New Smyrna Beach, Florida, almost lost his parents, his house, and his dog while he was out. But his neighbors and even a random delivery man in the area weren't about to let that happen. Uh, the Amazon deliverer, Sean Campbell, was doing his rounds uh, in the Century Wood subdivision when he heard screaming in the distance. He said, uh, I heard the screaming, and when you hear something like that, you have to go to it, he told WESH-TV. Without a second thought, he dropped the packages he was carrying and raced to the source of the screams. When he got there, he saw a house on fire. An elderly woman had been escorted from the home, but when Campbell got there, an elderly man was still trapped inside, apparently unaware of the blaze steadily consuming the home. Um, Campbell entered the house and saw the elderly gentleman in the kitchen. Uh, he was in the kitchen just, you know, with his walker just standing there. Campbell explained, I don't think he truly knew what was going on, so I was like, sir, come on, I need to help you. Uh, come on, let's get out. He was trying to grab his walker and cane, and I'm like, no, we got to move. You've got to see another day. When firefighters arrived, they were able to rescue the family dog as well. The house was badly damaged but not destroyed, and the family will be staying with a relative who lives nearby while the home is repaired. Campbell was glad to be of assistance, and West is aware that Campbell and others who risk harm to save his family are heroes. Thankful that I got the people inside out, Campbell said. It was fantastic that he was both here and uh, able to go inside and brave enough to go inside. We really appreciate that. Amazon has also given Campbell a nod, so this is a 
kind of a hat tip to Amazon. And company spokeswoman Deborah Bass said Amazon just as is just as proud of its driver. We learn, we love hearing stories about drivers being everyday heroes for our customers and the communities they serve. Everyone at Amazon was touched by Sean going above and beyond to help someone in need, and we're excited to celebrate and thank him for his great efforts. So, just a little good news story. Hey, man, college students are next. Very good, Sam. Uh, yeah, some college students are actually trying to get COVID, according to the uh, WorldNet Daily folks in their Brave New School section. Subheadline reads, uh, money for plasma donations and a chance to avoid on-campus quarantine. Uh, I guess uh, bottom line is, uh, you know, your your blood's worth more, or your plasma, I guess is how you call it, if you've had uh, COVID. So, um you know, that's one of the reasons I guess they say they're trying to get it. And uh, then I guess, uh, I don't know, something else uh, that they're able to do if they do have it, uh, that they don't have to quarantine or that they've had it or something like that. Uh, they don't have to do, uh, uh, they wouldn't be subject to the state-mandated quarantine that currently covers 31 what they call hot states. Um, so anyway... Uh, you know, in my yeah, opinion, they're just saying uh, the sooner they get the cocoa, the better off they are because they'll develop immunities and they can get more for their plasma. That's correct. Is that positive or negative, Kurt? Yes. Uh huh. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way. But actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history 
when countries ruin their currency. All right, moving to Texas, Kurt. Well, yeah, the headline here says, uh, company, it's from WorldNet Daily, by the way, uh, says, a company that kick-started Silicon Valley moving to Texas. Uh, subheadline, um, decision confirmed by SEC filing. Are you familiar with what company they say would kick-start, no, or had kick-started kick Silicon Valley? I'll tell you who kick-started Silicon Valley, though, is the Pentagon and deep black money from the uh, military and the university. Very good. That's who started Silicon uh, Valley, Kurt. They say that Hewlett Packard Enterprise, or HPE, the ca- California firm that literally kick-started Silicon Valley in a garage in 1939, is moving to Texas. The low-key announcement was made via an SEC filing on the 1st of December. If California's anti-jobs policies, its high taxes, capricious regulatory enforcement, and blackout-inducing energy policy can chase out the company that launched Silicon Valley, is any business, large or small, immune from pressure to move? I think they've got a good point, Sam. They have a great point. Elon Musk is moving too, Kurt. Yes, sir. Well, you know, are you surprised? No, I'm not surprised. I'm not. I hope we get more of it. I hope there's a, a such a a mass exodus from California that they just completely melt down, Kurt. Well, they need because some, there's uh, only one answer. something to wake them up. What's the answer for them, Kurt? Do you think freedom? Yeah, the answer is ultimately freedom. I agree. It lacks how to get there, that one word, but I, I'm with you. Well, you know, if, uh, sorry, I didn't know if you wanted me to talk much, but, um, you know, the, uh, I mean, they've got to return to God, um, you know, um, repent, and do those things that have to happen to uh, have God's blessings. What if they keep doing what they're doing? Are you predicting good for California? No. Okay. So to make that very clear, folks. Right. CDC in the news, Kurt. All right. Let's see. CDC must be up on the page from where we were. Um, I guess, is it? Um, Headline says CDC reports number of abortions has dropped 57% since the peak in 1990. The trend has been a consistent decline. I call that good news, Kurt. I wish we had more of it, but it's a start. Yeah, that's a good point, uh, Sam. And um, that's a World Net Daily piece. Uh, and, um, you know, as folks are uh, trying to stand up and protect life. That is good news. Yeah, have you seen the, the movie uh, Unplanned, Kurt? No, I haven't, Sam. Anyway, I saw that the other day. Very good movie. It's... it's uh, pretty ripping movie though i mean it's hardcore uh in some of the depictions um it's a documentary really about her life uh, abby johnson and um it's very riveting she was pro-death pro-abortion without really understanding the consequences of the reality of things and it, it really chronicles her experiences with abortion personally uh the abortions that she committed and her change to pro-life and the kindness and the love the pro-lifers showed her even when she was a pro-death administrator, if you will, for Planned Parenthood. 
they were kind to her and loved her. And when she um, was mortified with the abuse of abortion and the murder taking place and she saw it for what it really was. Then she went to the pro-life people that were so kind to her. And uh, it's a real story of, uh, in my opinion, rescue. And uh, anyway, in my opinion, very good. Very worth watching. But I'm delighted to hear from the CDC that the number of abortions have dropped 57% since the peak in the 90s or in 1990. And it's uh, going down. And I pray we can continue that trend. And that really highlights what uh, Mike um, Lee says on our program, Kurtet Soundbite. Uh, that I created. It really highlights what he says is with greater imaging and the efforts of people everywhere, we're making a difference. People are learning the truth. Now, if we just had the Republican Supreme Court to get something done, we could even move the needle further. Uh, We'd have a much greater chance while Trump's in office. So we've got only a few days left on Kurt. Or maybe we got a long time left. I don't know. But I would act like we only have a few days left if I were on the Supreme Court, Kurt. Think they'll uh, double down in defense of pro-life, Kurt, while they have the chance? I I know they've done some uh, recent things uh, on it. It seemed like we reported that just a little while back. Yeah, uh, those things are wonderful. I don't know. Yeah. I can hope, though, Kurt. I know you don't know, but I can sure yes. hope. What, what was that phrase you like to use, Kurt? You got the tartar sauce? Are you going to the Supreme Court with the tartar sauce? I sure wish you would. Because we need it. All right, Megan Kelly. I guess she's fed up. Pulls her kids out of the New York schools for one reason only, Kurt. What is that? Well, this is a Western Journal piece, uh, commentary from uh, Samantha Chang, and she's talking about uh, the podcaster, Megan Kelly, who now, um, if you don't remember who she is, ladies and gentlemen, this, this lady had a pretty big shot uh, program on Fox, and, uh, you know, and then she went up against the president, in the early part, uh, I think that was in the 2016 election thing. And uh, uh, anyway, she's kind of uh, gone away in many ways uh, from the big media. Uh, but now she's, uh, they say she's pulled her two sons out of their posh New York City private school after the school circulated a race-baiting letter that smeared white students as potential killer cops. I guess they'd be cop killers, uh, but anyway. Kelly said the alarming letter, which nakedly pushed white guilt in an attempt to indoctrinate children, was a bridge too far. Uh, According to the former NBC News star, and I would say Fox star as well, uh, says she now plans to leave New York City because she can no longer tolerate the far-left agenda that pervades the flailing Democrat-controlled city. It's so out of control on so many levels, uh, she said uh, on an episode of her podcast. And after years of resisting it, we're going to leave the city. We pulled our boys from their school, and our daughter's going to leave hers soon, too. Um, so uh, just some more folks uh, heading out of uh, basically uh, the socialist zones, I guess, Sam. Yeah. You know, again, I'm not sure if that's negative or positive, though, you know. Getting all fed up, pulling your kids out of school and stuff like that. Think your kids will be normal if she does that, Kurt? What's normal? I don't know. You tell me. You know, they've been saying for decades, if you take your kids out of the government schools, they won't be normal, Kurt. 
Now Megan Kelly's gone to the dark side doing podcasts. And what is she doing? Homeschooling or is she putting her kids in a private school? I commend um, her, by the way. They were on private school, apparently, uh, but I don't know what they'll do in the future. Yeah, so, I yeah. just wondered if they told us in that thing, you know. But all I can tell you is, hey, I don't blame her for pulling her kids out of school. I, I get it, and I understand. And, I, you know, I'm pretty supportive of private school. I'm pretty supportive of homeschool. I'm pretty supportive of, of a lot of options. Uh, I'm just not supportive of the government schools. All right, mom doing a good job, Kurt. Mom pays for multiple strangers groceries on a whim she says i just wanted to bring smiles to people's faces very good this is by judy cole c-o-l-e and uh, from the goodnewsnetwork.org um the uh, world net daily guys brought it to us but uh says uh, comfort food is something everyone can appreciate more than simply sustenance for our bodies. Comfort food nourishes the soul and spirit. Now one New Hampshire woman is taking the concept to a new level, supplying comfort groceries and random acts of kindness to her neighbors. Um, even though when they talk about the, can't, the pan- pandemic, um, this uh, lady, though, um, Whereas brought stress and food anxiety to tables, they say food anxiety, hmm, to tables where it's never been felt before. But it's also heightened the opportunity, they say, to be able to give back in ways that are immediate and meaningful. After a generous community turnout that included gifts and a drive-by parade turned her son uh, Thomas's seventh birthday celebration from doubtful to epic, Brandy Bison, or Bison, B-I-S-S-O-N, took a notion to pay that goodwill forward. On a whim, the mother of three laid out $600 of her own hard-earned money to purchase groceries for eight people she'd never met. With the pandemic and everything and all the election stuff, I just wanted to bring smiles to people's faces, she told WMUR Channel 9. Having been on the giving and receiving end of the equation, even though she's not wealthy, she learned from her mom's positive example that giving back is its own reward. We've been on both ends of the spectrum, she said. It's not a good feeling when you don't know where you're going to get food for your kids. Uh, Her impromptu act of kindness would have gone unremarked except perhaps by their recipients had not an observant store employee recorded the good deeds and posted them to social media. This, um, yeah, she says she plans to continue her random acts of groceries when she can and hopes that others who see her story will be inspired to do the same. There you go. Yeah. What do you think of that, Kurt? I like it, Sam. I think we need more of it. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe we could uh, encourage people to pay it forward or, you know, get involved in rent. What do they say she was on a whim? Maybe we can get more people on a whim, huh, Kurt? Parents finally have daughter after having 14 sons. I guess the boys range from 2 to 28. Now they got a girl, Kurt. Is that 15 Yeah, kids? this is, uh, yes, it does sound like that. Uh, Jay Schwant and his wife, Kateri, uh, they, uh, well, they finally welcomed a girl into their family uh, there in the, 
Lake Michigan. Uh, uh, anyway, um, they say the X chromosomes of their family seem to be very elusive after almost three decades. But uh, Maggie Jane was now born to a large admiring family of mostly men, even the dog boomers, a guy, they say. But anyway, so good news, they they welcomed the little girl, Sam, after 14 sons. A lot of kids, Kurt. Yes, it is. Yeah. I don't think there's any negative in that, Kurt. Well, Except I'm the, pro kid know, and pro the life. AOC crowd would say, you know, you're just ruining the planet, you know, that kind of thing. But well, what uh, if the mom pays for yeah. multiple strangers' food and she just pays for the food for those guys? Good point. Yeah, big bill for her, but you know what? They'd be doing a wondrous, great work. Yep. Yeah, that's right. All right. I guess premature baby born under one pound. Goes home, family says it's a miracle. Let's finish on that good news piece, Kurt. Very good. Um, this is from the Christian headlines by way of World Net Daily. Um, Harper Rose Schultz, a beautiful baby girl born to two Michigan parents, two parents, was born uh, four months at, before her due date, weighing in at just 11 ounces, smallest baby to ever be resuscitated. Uh, where she was born 128 days after her birth, the parents were finally able to take her home at a healthy 6 pounds, 10 ounces. Wow, that's a lot of uh, pounds gained there uh, in the hospital. That's wonderful news. We celebrate pro-life all the time, ladies and gentlemen. Liberty News Radio, LovingLiberty.net, Liberty Roundtable Live, doing the best we can. Spread the word. For Sam and Kurt, God save us all.